0: Welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be.
1: Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to help you be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. As I always say at the beginning of the show... I love talking to dads and I love talking to dads from all across the country. And today we got another great dad with us. Cameron Sanders is with us. We're talking to him. He's over in Salt Lake, Utah. We're going to talk about a book that he just released just a little while back. And we're also going to talk to, about him as a dad. Cameron, thanks so much for being here today.
0: Thank you so much for having me,
1: Chris. It is my pleasure. Now, I always start these interviews with some questions about you as a dad because That's what it's all about. So first and foremost, I know you have a four-year-old daughter, and I want to turn the clock back in time, back to that first moment, that first moment that you found out that you were going to be a dad to a daughter. Talk to me about that and what was going through your mind.
0: Well, for me, I think it was a little bit before we actually did the ultrasound. When my wife first told me she was pregnant, I knew. I, I actually had a feeling. I turned to her and I said, we're having a little girl. I just knew it. I could feel it. And for me, it was super exciting. Grew up with two brothers, and we didn't get a little sister till five years after that. So, not a lot of women in the family. And I was just super excited to have the opportunity to raise a little girl. Couldn't wait.
1: Well, now you've had four years of daughter bliss inside your home, you know, probably the ups and the downs and everything in between of, of figuring it out as being a dad. And, you know, one of the things that I hear from some dads is that. There's a little bit of a fear, a fear of raising daughters in today's society, and everybody has a different reason for that. But when I talk about fear and I say, what fears do you have? What, what fears do you have about raising a daughter today?
0: Uh, the first fear for me is, does she know that I love her unconditionally? Does she feel like she can come to me? And this will probably play more into effect when she's older, but does she feel like she can come to me for ever, anything I won't get upset. I'll listen to her. I'm a safe place. That's number one. Is my relationship with her going to be what I want it to be? And number two would just be safety. Women in this world, I mean, you used to think US of A seemed like more of a safe place, but I mean, there's so much wickedness out there and so many different things that can pull at them mentally, physically, all the above. There's a lot of dangers. So I, I would say the second great fear I have is just that she's safe in all aspects of the world.
1: Now, you've had four years with your daughter. And in those four years, like I said, there's probably been ups and downs and everything in between. But what would you say has been the hardest part thus far in being a father to a daughter?
0: The hardest part in being a father to a daughter has probably been So she's really sassy, just to give you a little background. She's a four-year-old and she acts like it, well, maybe more like a 13-year-old actually. And I guess the hardest thing sometimes is trying to take yourself out of a situation, not react so instantaneously when she's throwing a fit or whatever else, and just take a step back and react the way you should react. You know, not react based on your emotions or how you're feeling in that instant, but Trying to be patient, understand she is just four, she's figuring life out, and then giving her a response that will still help her feel safe and loved.
1: Not always an easy thing, but definitely something you have to learn as you go along. And it takes time. And you're going to find that you're going to keep learning every year, every day, and something new is going to come out because I've got two daughters myself, I've got teenage daughters and I feel like I'm learning every day. And I keep making mistakes, even though you know they're 17 and 13, you still make mistakes, even as they get to that age. Now, your daughter's four, and I'm sure that she keeps you really busy. As you think about the time that you spend with your daughter, what would you say is your favorite thing to do or share with your daughter?
0: So my favorite thing to do with my daughter is every once in a while, we will go on what's, what we call daddy-daughter dates. And so it's just a one-on-one time for me and her to I'll take her to dinner. We'll sit down, we'll talk, we'll eat. And then afterwards, we'll do whatever she wants to do, whether that's go see a kid's movie or go to a playground or go get a treat at the gas station is one of her favorites. So I love just that, that one-on-one time, quality time, where we just get to focus on each other and, and talk like adults, really. It's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, having those one-on-one opportunities to really get to know them and understand them is so important. I found that even if you have more than one daughter or more than one child, you have to keep doing that. And because the children are so different from one another. I didn't think that was going to be the case, even though people told me that, but it's very true that kids are very different and you have to treat them that way and you have to give them their unique time as well. Now, I said at the very beginning that you ended up writing a book that you put out just recently called A Father's Love. And I wanted to have you kind of go back to the impetus of this. And if tell me a little bit about the book, but also why you chose or decided that you wanted to to write this book.
0: So the reason I chose to write this book, there's a little bit of a background story. Hope it's okay if I go into it a little bit. So my wife was actually diagnosed with cancer while she was pregnant with our child. And about midway through the pregnancy, we started this journey, if you will. And so to try to make a long story short, they induced my wife about six weeks early so that she could start chemotherapy. She had Hodgkin's lymphoma. And we were told that The first line of chemotherapy was very successful. She had a 90% rate of being cured. So we were very hopeful. This is just going to be a little blip in our journey, and then we'll move on with our lives. Well, it turned out to be a lot longer than that. For her, we went through the first six months of chemotherapy. Didn't work. Cancer was still growing, spreading. And so from there, we just started trying different types of therapy over and over and kind of going through this cycle of, no, there's still cancer, there's still cancer, there's still cancer, until she had been battling for about a year and a half. And her oncologists and her doctors said, you know, it's, it's time we start thinking about what's called a, a bone marrow transplant. And if you don't know what that is, that's where they give the patient basically the most intense chemotherapy, radiation that the human body can handle, basically taking you to death's door. And then they bring you back by giving you somebody else's stem cells or bone marrow. In this case, it was my wife's little sister who was her donor. So during that time is kind of when, I don't know if I want to use the word inception, but the, the idea of this book kind of came to my mind because for she was in the hospital for about six weeks during this grueling bone marrow transplant. And I was kind of forced to take on a larger role as kind of playing both parents for a little while. And it was really eye-opening for me because it helped me to see my importance and my significance as a father. And that I do matter a lot in my daughter's growth and progression, and I have a lot of influence over her. And so I started to think more about what my role is and how I can do better at that role. And one of the things we did a lot during that time was we read children's books. And that was a good time for us to bond and come together. And I came to this kind of other realization that at least the books I had available to me, there wasn't anything really designated to dads reading to their kids. I noticed there was a lot of stuff about moms and and nurturing mothers and more of the feminine nurturing aspect of things. And I'm like, there needs to be something out there for dads because dads are really, really important. And I also started kind of thinking, we men, at times we can struggle with expressing our emotions and connecting with our children on that emotional level and helping them feel loved not just from their mother or whoever else but from us and I just started thinking I've got to try something to help myself my daughter feel loved and and hopefully other dads out there to express that love and to make that connection with their children and so I just got to it started writing I've always kind of enjoyed poetry I like writing poetry it comes easy to me and so I was like, this is one thing I can do to try to help in that situation. So I just sat down, started writing. And then once I was finished with the manuscript, I started submitting it to publishers and kind of getting feedback. And I mean, the rest is history. That was about three years ago. And then we just published a couple weeks ago. So it's been pretty exciting to see it full circle. By the way, my wife is in remission. She's doing great. So it's been really cool to see that whole journey kind of come full circle just recently.
1: Now, one of the things that I want to delve a little deeper on is, I mean, you talk about when your wife was going through the, the, the treatments and, and really all of the, the, the things that she had to overcome, you had to take on both roles. And now that she's in remission, I mean, I'm sure that you have your separate roles again in in regards to what you both do and try to bring to the family. But during that time that you did have to have both roles and you were acting in those ways, I'm sure you learned many things and things about yourself, things about your daughter. What would you say are some of the biggest learning aha moments, things that you took from that time that you still are using today?
0: I learned that it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to ask for help. In fact, I think it's good and is a strength to be able to ask for help. You know, it was, it was really, really hard and, and at times I, I did feel alone. But being able to reach out to family members and friends for help and just be vulnerable, be emotional was actually very freeing for me and I think it kind of relieved a lot of the stress I was feeling from all the chaos going on around me and helped me to focus more on my daughter and, and building that relationship and help, helping her not feel neglected despite all that was going on in her young little life.
1: I'm going to make a guess that there probably also was some things that you had to learn about the relationship between you and your wife, because I'm sure not only through her health and having to just fight in that regard, but she probably felt like she was missing out on a lot and that you had to balance all of that. How did you balance it? And I guess, what did you learn from that?
0: Well, I mean... (laughs) That's a deep question. How did I balance all of that? And I'm a very religious person. So the first thing I would say is God. I mean, I did not do that on my own. I definitely had help from a greater power and a higher source. And I don't know that there was much conscious balance. It was more one foot in front of the other. I mean, it was we were in survival mode for a while. And it was one foot in front of the other. I guess the balancing aspect of it was I really tried to, you know, when I was at work, I was at work. When I was at the hospital or or with my wife, I was with her helping her. And when I was with Scarlett, my daughter, I was 100% focused on her and what we were doing at the time. Just trying to be present in whichever situation I was. I mean, to the best of my ability, I was not always perfect at it, but that was kind of how I was able to cope and manage with balancing all of that.
1: So you've written one book and you've got that out there. Do you, And you said you enjoy poetry and you've gone through this experience. Now, do you have other stories that you've got within you that you really want to get out there?
0: So I do have another book that I've already written. And I'm just waiting on the illustrations to be completed. It's actually kind of cool. So my mother-in-law did the illustrations for this book, A Father's Love. And my mother is doing the illustrations for the other book, which is about the moon. And it was also inspired by my daughter because when she was little and during that time, she was obsessed with the moon. And so I wrote a little fictional story of how the moon, basically depicting the moon as a person and how the moon got his start. And so I do have that book ready as soon as the illustrations are complete. I would love to publish that one as well. And then if these do well, I do have other ideas up there that I'd like to put out there. Um, it just kind of depends on how these first two books do.
1: You know, it takes time. It definitely takes time and effort to be able to not only come up with the, the, the concept, but also, as you said, the artistic arc that goes with the books themselves. For you, what process do you go through to be able to bring that story to fruition?
0: I don't know if I have a great answer for that, Chris. Honestly, when I sit down to write... I just put my pen to paper and I go. I mean, I have a basic concept of what I want the story to be about. But as far as the rhyming and the poetry and, and the flow, I find it best for me and where I have the most success is when I just let my mind go and I just write. And then I go back kind of afterwards and and revise things, make sure it flows well, make sure I'm not too repetitive, things like that. But there's not a lot of initial thought that goes into it. It's more just... Let's sit down and let's see what comes out.
1: It sounds like an amazing book. It one that definitely we'll put a link in our notes today to make sure that everyone knows about. If people want to find out more about the book, more about you, uh, where should they go?
0: So there's a few places they can go if they want to learn more about my wife's story and her battle with cancer. There's an old blog that we used to run. We haven't kept it up to date, but it does have her full story of her battle with cancer. That's Tristan's story.com Tristan with a Y. And then to learn more about me and where we're at today, they could check out my Instagram at K Sands with a Z 19 or my Facebook. They're fine to check that out. And that's just by my name. If they want to find the book, I would suggest they go to archwaypublishing.com and just search my name, Cameron Sanders or to amazon.com. Same thing. Search my name, Cameron Sanders in the book will come up.
1: We'll put a link in the notes today so everybody can find that and be able to uh, check those out. Now, we always finish our interviews with what we like to call our Fatherhood Five, where I ask you five more questions to delve a little bit deeper into you as a dad. Are you ready? I am ready. In one word, what is fatherhood? Love. When was the time that you finally felt that you succeeded at being a father to a daughter?
0: Just recently, reading this first book, to my daughter. And she loves it. She wants to read it every night now. So I, that is definitely one moment that I will cherish forever and feel like I did something good and I succeeded as a father.
1: Now, if I was to ask your daughter, how would she describe you as a dad?
0: She would probably say that I am silly. And that's a tough question. I wish she was here so you could ask her. But, uh, hopefully fun. I hope she thinks I'm fun. I try to play tag with her and hide and seek and all those fun things. Now, Who
1: inspires you to be a better dad?
0: (sighs) That is a deep question. I would say there's a lot of people that inspire me to be a better dad. I have to get religious again and say my heavenly father first and foremost, and his unconditional love for me makes me want to show that love for my child and hopefully for future children. But also my father, my father-in-law, my mother, my mother-in-law, and my wife. And just the way I see them parent and, and love their children inspires me to want to rise to that level and be that same type of parent to my child.
1: Now, you've given a lot of different pieces of advice throughout all of this. But in closing today and leaving us today, what's one piece of advice you'd want to leave with everyone?
0: I would want to say to all the dads out there, don't be afraid to be vulnerable and emotional with your children. They need that connection and that is what is going to help them to trust you and that's what's going to help them be strong emotionally as they grow and mature. So don't be afraid to say I love you, express that love regularly and just be open and honest and vulnerable with your children.
1: Well, Cameron, I just want to say thank you for being here today, for sharing your story, your wife's story, and your book story to me today so that we can share that with all the dads that are out there, because it is so important to be able to share our stories and to be able to learn and grow from each other. And I wish you all the best.
0: Thank you, Chris. I so appreciate it. Appreciate your time.
1: If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out